morning, everybody, and welcome to Thomas Risley Church. All those that are on Zoom, we seem to have loads here today, and all those um, on YouTube, welcome, everybody. So I've got a few notices. Um, I haven't got the newsletter on me at the moment, but I have got it. Um, if you haven't got a newsletter, you can, it can be found on the website. Uh, please take a look at it. One of the things that's on the newsletter is there is a church meeting on Thursday evening. Um, it will be at eight o'clock after the prayer meeting that's at 7.30. Um, so eight o'clock church meeting on Zoom uh, the usual address for coming on a Sunday morning. So if you don't know it off by heart by now, it's uh, on the website. Just click on that. Okay, so that's my main notice. Uh, other, another notice that is not on um, the notice sheet is that Brian and a team of people are going to be taking down the gazebos that at the school that's going to happen on Friday and he needs at least six helpers so that the job can be done properly now if you can help please either give him a ring or Colin Watts a ring and at this stage I would normally say give us away Colin but I can see him there uh, if you can give either Brian or Colin Watts a ring and organise the time, the place, what needs to be done, uh, that would be great. It's one of those things, the more the merrier. So if you can help, please do. OK, on to our service. So first of all, just a housekeeping thing to say that if you're on Zoom, please remain on mute and then um, there won't be any disturbances or anything. So, the theme for today's service is growing up. And we all know how hard that can be. We're led today by Stuart Nixon. So I wonder if you'll just please join me while we pray for him. Lord, we pray, Lord, we pray your blessings on Stuart as he leads us today. And Lord, we ask you that each one of us, Lord, have ears to hear. Amen. Over to Stuart. Thank you. And good morning, everybody. It's great to see you. I'm going to put it on gallery view because I don't really like looking at my own face. It's just too much of it. So it's great to see you all. And uh, we've come to worship God this morning and it's great to be together. Let's hear from the Psalms as we start this morning. Because they love me, says the Lord, I will rescue them. I will protect them for they acknowledge my name. They will call on me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and honour them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. We have a God who promises to be with us 
in all the times of life. God promises to sustain us and keep us. Those who love him, those who have made that choice to follow him. What a God we have. Let's give our thanks and praise to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, this morning we thank you that you're a God we can trust. That you have promised your faithfulness to us. You have promised life to us. You have sent your son Jesus to show us how much you love us. We thank you that he gave his life for us on the cross. That all the things in the world that could get go against us and get in the way of us knowing you are broken. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. And we welcome your Holy Spirit here this morning in, into our hearts and into our homes. We thank you that your spirit allows us and enables us to worship you. So release us now, we pray, Holy Spirit, into a sense and presence of worship. And Lord, we thank you that all the things that we do that go against what you would say are good. As we come, we say sorry for those things. And we thank you that you have promised to forgive us. Forgive us now. And let us know that we are your precious children as we worship you. Amen. And as we continue, uh, Malcolm and Laurie are going to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And it's back to Vanda for birthdays and something special. So, uh, birthdays, first of all. I've um, got my team of singers here ready um, to sing. So, has anybody got a birthday either today, this week that's ahead, or somebody that we have missed over the last couple of weeks? Please wave frantically, unmute yourself. Let us know you are there. Oh, silence. Can't tell you how relieved I am for that. <laughs> These two are excellent singers. I am not. Me, 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 me. You, 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 you. Okay, then. That's enough. <laughs> okay. So from one group of singers to <clears throat> another... I just want to let you know about uh, something special that's going to happen now. Um, the churches in Warrington have gathered together and tried to get um, a, a blessing for Warrington. Many of you will have heard the national blessing that has uh, been um, put together 
by singers from churches all over the country. Um, and Warrington thought, Warrington churches thought, we can do this. We can put this together and, and we can um, sing a blessing over our community that we live in. So um, I'm just going to pass you over to Steve now, who is going to press the play button and share it with you. Salvation, 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 salvation
likeness and in our love and the land of the living. Christ Jesus, throughout all generations. incredible real blessing you might have noticed some people you recognized on there as well uh, it's good to see some of our friends from virtual community church and maybe other friends from other churches you, you noticed on there as well but um it's great to think that the uh, the churches have come together to pray that blessing over the town where we live we're gonna have uh, further blessings now as we have our readings and uh we're gonna have our reading and rachel's gonna read our first reading for us No, Helen's going to read the first reading. (laughs) 
that this reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 to 30 and 36 to 43, the parable of the weeds. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed ears, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. The parable of the weeds explained. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The son of man will send out his angels and they will weed out his kingdom, everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will be they will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Second reading is Romans chapter 8, verses 12 to 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Present suffering and future glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed for the creation was subject to frustration not by its own choice but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently.
let's pray lord we thank you for your word we thank you that it speaks to us as it spoke to people thousands of years ago we pray your spirit will open it to us and make it fresh and new for us today in jesus name amen As Vanda said right at the beginning, um, we're talking about growing up and uh, it sort of follows on from uh, the words we heard last week uh, where Dave Grimshaw was talking about the, 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 the parable of the sower or the soil, as, as he said, uh, could be an interpretation of it. And that was about growing uh, and how we grow. I'm going to continue that thought uh, as we think about growing up. Now, wonder. Did anybody tell you, as when you were younger, or maybe even now, to grow up, to act your, act your age, to to act properly, and just just grow up? Um, I have to say, I was told that a few times, probably more than a few times, uh, by my parents at some point, and by my teachers, uh, and like most boys, it may not just be boys, but that's all I know, uh, that's all I've ever been, um, is that, um, that, that we get a bit silly and uh, we get told to grow up. Now, that's quite hard because I always wondered, well, I don't know what it is to be grown up. I've, you know, when you're eight, you're eight. You don't know what it is to be 12 or 15 or 20. How can you grow up? It is hard because you have things that you have to learn. You have to know how what are appropriate ways of acting in certain situations. Uh, you, you need to learn how to relate to other people. You also need to remember or learn, and this is probably one of the hardest things and, and takes years and some people never get there, is that you're not the centre of the universe. That it isn't all about me. And I think that's one of the biggest things of growing up is perhaps you start to realise that there are other people in the world and, and they matter to us as well. And, and we have to uh, think about them as well. And as Christians, we're called to grow up. We're called to grow up in our faith, not stay where we are. I remember preaching in one church and I, and I preached a message. I think it was probably about uh, the Holy Spirit or gifts of the Spirit or something, something to do with the Holy Spirit anyway. And I remember an elderly lady came up to me at the end and said, um, well, Stuart, I don't really know what you were talking about, which was quite honest. And I said, oh, all right. OK. She said, well, this is not stuff we ever learned in Sunday school. This lady was probably in her 80s and had still reckoned that everything that she'd learned in Sunday school was everything she ever needed to know. So at the best, give her the benefit of the doubt. Her learning and her growing for, uh, of, of the knowledge and experience of God had stopped at the age of 12. And that's a real danger. But perhaps it's hard for us. What does it look like to grow up as Christians, I hear you ask? I do. Today's passage can help us. I think it talks about how we can grow up as family members, how we can grow up differently and how we grow up with hope. So we're growing up as family members. Families are generally quite odd. You may have found that. We all think perhaps we're normal, but most families are pretty odd. 
and but we grow up in them they give us a sense of security mostly i know some people have not had good experiences of family but but generally they give us a sense of security you learn the the rules and ethos of the family and you sort of um but it's never quite perfect i guess you know we're never never perfect in our families um we never always get it right but god's family is different if we choose to make jesus our friend he becomes the main person in our lives and as we do that we are adopted into god's family that's an amazing thing we get adopted into god's family now there are those who say well we're all children of god every human being who's ever lived or ever lives on the planet is a child of god there is a there is a truth in that in as much as god has has made us and created us and and loves us there's truth in that but we those who give our lives to jesus have a special place we're adopted into the family of god the the kingdom of god we're part of that kingdom paul writes that we can call god abba father daddy god that's a personal experience of god some people may think there's a god or have some understanding of god but there's a difference between knowing about god and knowing god <coughs> knowing god personally god is loving he's when we get close to him we can call him daddy god that's the difference it me- makes being adopted into his family and as we are adopted into god's family we take on what it means to, for the expectations of that family i have friends who've adopted young children and uh, and they they've told me about that experience over time um they do some amazing stuff uh, and they haven't always had the easiest of times with some of their children that they've had but they've loved them and cared for them as their own they've fostered children and adopted them and one of the things that they always expect is that as the children come into their family they will take on the expectations as well as the love of that family so they may have to change and it may be a struggle in that change uh, as children who perhaps haven't had very many boundaries in the past or or may have had different boundaries have to adapt to their ways of doing things and i guess that's the same for us as we become christians and as we grow as christians sometimes it's we struggle against it because what we think is is right and normal suddenly isn't we we we're, we're convicted by the holy spirit that perhaps something in our life isn't matching where god wants us to be or maybe we act differently and i guess some of the biggest stories we hear are those whose lives have been totally t- changed and turned around uh, as they come into the the the, the family of god and they realize that their lives really don't match up to where god wants them to be people that have been addicted people that have uh, spent their lives uh, fighting those who spent their lives in prison and all those sort of people who who miraculously found jesus and their lives have totally totally turned around i guess we have all got those amazing stories in our own lives but our lives have to change when we come into contact and we're a part of the family of god 
Paul says we stop living by what we want. What he calls that is the flesh. He says the flesh stops having its grip on you. We stop living by what we want and start to live in God's way. In other words, the spirit within us. We are led by the spirit of God. As we said a few weeks ago, God's spirit is the counsellor, the guide, the one that shows us the right way, the one that gives us the way of Jesus and lives within us. That guide is with us in all that we face. And more than that, the family that we're adopted into, God's family is the royal family. Have you ever thought of that, that we're all part of the royal family? And that each one of us becomes prince princes and princesses to the king that's where we are in the kingdom of god we are prince and princesses paul says we become heirs with jesus christ in the heavenly order that's just incredible that we have that same uh, inheritance which is that we will receive all the blessings of God while we're on earth and alive and then the promise that we will be with Jesus and the father in heaven at the end of our time or the end of time we have all the privileges privileges of being royal children and that is what God does for us as we're adopted into his family so just consider yourselves this week that you are prince and princesses you might want to fashion a crown or something, but I think it's probably better to live our lives as Jesus would like us to. So people notice that we are prince and princesses, princes and princesses of the king. And that brings us on to the next point that secondly, we need to grow up differently. As we grow up as humans, we're, we all change and become different. And that's the wonder of the human race. That as I look at all these wonderful faces on this screen, we are all different. And the world is a better place for us all in our individuality and being different with our different gifts, our different talents, the different things we can do and think about, the different ways we act towards other people. Uh, and it's the wonder of the human race. But also we see within that the fallenness of humanity. That none of us are perfect. And some people make really wrong choices. So we get great people like Mother Teresa, the woman that just blessed uh, where she lived in Calcutta for so many years, living with the poor, sharing the love of Jesus with them. You get people like William Wilberforce, who uh, stood against the slave trade. But equally, you get monsters like Adolf Hitler or Joseph Stalin who had the potential to be wonderful human beings and yet made the wrong choices. So it makes us understand that Satan is at work in the world as much as, well, not as much as, but has a, a place in the world uh, as God does. So we need to choose to grow differently, grow up differently. Jesus uses this parable. He talks about the wheat and the weeds. And as they grow up, they look the same. We've recently replanted the uh, the front garden um, and uh, we planted some uh, some 
soil and where we put the soil down and that was good soil and then and then we planted some seeds and there was grass seed and we put some wildflowers in it as well there's some wildflower seeds and as it grew up you couldn't tell the difference it all looked the same it was just sort of green I'm no gardener uh, my responsibility is to mow the lawn. That's about as far as I go. I do some of the destructive work, really. It's mowing the lawn and chopping stuff down, big stuff, um, and that's about my limit. But the weeds and uh, the, the, the flowers, the wildflowers and the grass all grew up together, and you couldn't tell the difference. Now, the, the flowers are up, and you can tell the difference. Now, I'm not going to mow them just yet, because... Uh, I'm not allowed to, uh, apparently. Um, but uh, but it looks lovely. Um, but we couldn't tell the difference. And in a similar way, we're all human beings. We're all the same. Yet how we live, the choices we make, makes us different. On the outside, generally, we all look similar. We may be different colours, but actually, generally, we all look fairly similar. And physically, on the inside, if we have a scan or an X-ray, we all look much the same. Um, we have bones, we have organs, and that sort of stuff. So how are we different? Well, followers of Jesus have something different within them. We have the spirit within us that directs us and helps us, as I've said. And instead of self becoming our motivating factor, love becomes our motivating factor putting the needs of others first. We also have a desire to get closer to God by prayer, by reading his word and by acting according to his word. And how we deal with difficult times, especially times like now where things are still pretty uncertain. How do we react? Or do we react differently as people that have a purpose and a hope and a belief in, in something bigger, a faith that overcomes? Paul says it's a bit like the whole of creation groaning as in the pains of childbirth. What he says was we need to wait patiently. In that groaning, in the difficult times, we need to grow up and trust God. We need to pray and seek him and trust him. And that then leads us on to our next and final point, the growing up with hope. Verse 24 says, for in this hope we are saved. What are we saved from? Well, we're saved from sin and death and hell. We're saved from all the bad stuff. Because Jesus has given his life on the cross for us. He's taken that on himself and we are saved. But we're not just saved from something. We're saved to something as well. We're saved to life. We're saved into the being children of God, to being heirs of the kingdom. We're saved into life in all its fullness. We're saved into life everlasting. It's an amazing thing that God has done for us out of his grace freely for us we don't have to work for it he's given it to us we just make that choice and the hope is we will at the end of the time return uh, jesus the hope we have is that jesus will return and make all things new 
even us, we will be made new. Jesus says in Matthew 13, verse 34, uh, 43, sorry, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. That's the hope we have. He's talking about us there. That those who've trusted in Jesus will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the father. But there's also a warning and we can't ignore this. The wheat and the weeds. Did you notice what happened to the weeds? They didn't have a good end. Jesus was talking about those who reject him, those who choose to live at odds with God, those who choose to reject the good news of Jesus Christ, those who want to live their own way and not God's way. They get a hot and unpleasant future. And that means hell. And I know that's not a popular thing to talk about these days, but it's true. Jesus talks about it. And we may feel it's a bit unfair. Well, it's not fair that some people uh, get all these blessings and then others are going to get chucked in the fire. Well, what I would say to that is it's not up to us to do the judging. God judges out of perfection, out of knowing our hearts. God judges out of life and love and grace and mercy. We're not the perfect judges. I'm pretty sure when I get to heaven, there'll be people up there that I think, well, how did you get here? And perhaps people will say the same about me. But God chooses and God chooses perfectly. God helps us to grow. What he does is he stops us relying on ourselves. He helps us to trust him for today and for the future. And in that, our faith increases. We believe God's promises, even and especially when things get tough. God's calling us all to grow up, to allow the spirit to change us and to renew us and to make us new every day, to bring those blessings into our lives and to face the tough choices and challenges of our age. We grow up knowing we are part of God's family, that we are heirs in the kingdom of God. We're called to grow up differently, to allow the spirit to change us from within and live differently in the world so that people notice that we're followers of Jesus. And we're called to grow up with hope, to face good time and bad, trusting God for the outcome. Because we can trust our good father, Abba, father, daddy God. He asks us to grow up. But he does that with love and grace. Amen. And we're going to have a song now. Um, please do join in if you feel you want to or just listen and, and see the words. It's uh, Who Am I? It's the song about I am a child of God.
Pray together for our world and our community. Father God, we pray for our world, a world where coronavirus is by no means under control. Just this weekend, the number of deaths has gone through 600,000. And yesterday saw the, the highest rate of new cases so far. Lord, we pray for world leaders 
We pray for medical researchers around the world searching for a, a vaccine. Lord, we just remember all those problems around the world that haven't gone away. All those countries for whom coronavirus is just yet another thing to add to the list of problems they face. And Lord, we know that we probably don't know the true scale of of the spread of the virus because some countries just don't have the facilities to do the testing. Some countries don't want to admit how many cases they've got. Some countries perhaps just can't be bothered testing everyone. So Lord, we pray for all those who are currently sick. We pray for all those who are currently sick with other conditions and may not be getting the treatment they need. We pray for those who are still facing ongoing effects from the virus, that they might be restored to full health soon. Lord, we pray for a world that's divided, where people are singled out and treated differently because they look different, because of the colour of their skin, because of their heritage, because of their gender, because of their belief, for all sorts of reasons, Lord. We give thanks for people who stand up and fight against injustice. We give thanks for the life of John Lewis, one of the great civil rights campaigners of the 60s in the States who died this weekend. Lord, often when we talk about someone dying, we say that their light has gone out. We give thanks that in John Lewis's case, he lit so many other lights that will shine on and keep campaigning after his death. Lord, in our own country, we pray for, again, people who face injustice. It's easy to look around the world and think that that's other countries' problems and not ours, but it is ours. We pray for Christians around the world to speak up against these these problems. Lord, in our country, we just pray for those towns that still have higher infection rates. Leicester, which is still in lockdown. Rochdale, Blackburn and Pendle Council area, which have all introduced their own voluntary additional restrictions. And we pray especially for our, our friends and our families who live in those areas who are facing tighter restrictions just when it looked like they might be relaxing. Lord, we just pray that you'll be with them. You'll give them strength to see it through. We pray for our leaders, for our government, as they try to chart a path out of this lockdown. That they'll give us clear instructions so that we know what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. That we'll act wisely and follow the guidance, even although sometimes it might feel like an imposition. 
Lord, we just pray for our our friends, for our congregation, for those that we know who are ill, who are struggling with still being in lockdown. Lord, we just pray for our church leaders as they look to find the right way from the current situation into whatever the the new normal will be. Help us, Lord, all to come together and to move forward together so that we can be a light in your community, showing people your love, showing people your forgiveness. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. alone my hope is found he is my light my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love what depths of peace when fears are stilled when striving my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless day, this gift of love and righteousness. Scorned by the ones he came to save Till on that cross as Jesus died Yeah. 
gorgeous service what a brilliant hymn to finish off on so just before we finish I'd like to say to you that we're going to offer the prayer breakout rooms again so if you'd like to go to that when when you get sent a message just click yes or the positive whatever it is Okay, so, um, but just before that, if you could all unmute yourself, please. Vanda. Yeah. Vanda, can I just yeah. have a message for next week? Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry, because I'm preaching next week. Um, can you all have something red and something green to be able to wave in front of the screen? So anything like this or anything green because uh, it's going to be an interactive part of the service next week so right. green and something red that's fantastic i'll Thank just you. say again green or red bring no it. not all not all a green and a red a green and a red yes. okay i hope you've all got that so don't forget green and red um now, can you all unmute yourself and let's say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.